and welcome to episode 17 of the MTG Conflicts Cast. My name is Steven. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. Hello. And Chris. Hey. In today's episode, we'll be talking about uh, post-banning standard. Uh, we want to apologize in advance for this short episode um, and the late upload from last week. Um, but we'll be back to a normal schedule very soon. But let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against this past week. Chris, let's start with you. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get out to FNM due to my work uh, requiring me to stay a little bit later than normal. So I didn't get to make it out. I played exactly one game of Magic over the weekend. I played uh, some Esper Dragons, and the game was somewhat uneventful. I played against uh, Jeskai Queller. Opponent played some quellers, played some removal spells, and that was about, that was about all that happened. So uh, hopefully I, I uh, get to play a little bit more this coming week. But uh, what about you, John? What did you play? Uh, I played uh, Esper Stockpile. It's uh, a deck that Sam Black posted on SCG a few months back. Um, except I was supposed to get my hidden stockpiles... From Chris, who was unable to make it, <laughs> so I had to uh, sub in some bitter blossoms at the last minute. And so I'd like to say that John played a stockless pile. Yeah, there was. I would not put a lot of stock in the stockless pile. It was pretty, pretty meh. Um, <laughs> the core of the deck, however, felt really good. Uh, turns out, just throwing a bunch of planeswalkers at people is really good, um, and having a bunch of one of Esper colored planeswalkers makes it really hard for people to like um, plan for what you're gonna do. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, there's cards that are just good against planeswalkers in general, but someone that's trying not to get hit by the Liliana of the Veil they saw game one might be a, uh, a little bit unprepared for a Gideon ally that's in the car in game two, but they didn't, you know, see anything to suggest in game one. Um, the bitter blossoms were terrible. Uh, I cited them out in the first three matchups. Um, and I actually really wanted to stockpile in all those matchups. The, uh, the difference really would have mattered. They're all uh, kind of long, grindy games, and the, the scrying off stockpile would have been good. Um, and the, uh, the <clears throat> continuous loss of life off Bitter Blossom, however, was very bad. And then in the last round, I played against Affinity, where Bitter Blossom was actually not too terrible. Um, but I uh, lost both games that I lost to Edge Champion. And uh, stockpile makes artifact tokens which would have blocked that guy real good so i lost both those games of a bitter blossom in play that would have been a stockpile <laughs> so it's pretty frustrating um but the deck felt really good and i'm definitely gonna run it back this week um hopefully with some stockpiles hopefully this time. with stockpiles yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm probably not gonna run it back without stockpiles if chris ends up not being able to come again i'll probably pull something else out of the hat but uh um if i can use the stockpiles i think i'm gonna run it back i'm gonna fix up the mana base uh it was awful um, it it was I I had a point in one game where I probably had like six fetches left in my deck that could get blue, and I had no fetchable blue sources in the deck, and I only had like I think I had like two in play and one in hand. Yeah, there's like a watery grave, a hollowed fountain, and two islands. I think are the blue sources in this really heavy blue deck. It was it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I was not a, not thrilled with the mana base. I'm gonna rework that before Friday. 
but uh, I enjoyed the deck, and it was uh, pretty fun to play. How about you, Steven? What did you play this week? Uh, so this week I played Standard twice, actually. I played Blue, White, and Balm both times. Um, I felt like... I don't know. I feel like this deck... I, I personally felt like this deck was well-positioned uh, coming into like a format without Teamer and without uh, hyper-aggressive Red. Um I went two and two on Friday. I don't know. I uh, I got I played against Mardu vehicles, which I haven't really like. I didn't even think was still a deck. Didn't really come prepared for it. He just Gross. like yeah. It was just it was kind of just like a steamroll. Uh, Heart of Kieran is like a really hard card for my deck to handle. Um, I probably would have been handle. I probably would have brought in a few more. Uh, uh, I probably would have sideboarded some some sort of like artifact hate artifact removal. The best I have is like Gideon's approach, and uh, and Ixalan's bindings, but that doesn't really cut it against that deck. They just have so many different threats where not being able to cast one or not being able to deal damage with one doesn't really set them back all that much. Uh, so that was a little frustrating. And then I lost to a control deck. Oh, actually, I lost to the Drakehaven deck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of had just like a really grindy game one. And I ended up having more cards in my deck than he did. So he scooped. <laughs> um, and then game two, he just like... We were playing pretty quick. It, it's, a, it's a control player that that uh plays super fast he's he's a really great control player but essentially he just you know he curved out with uh sarcophagus and then uh drake haven and then started cycling everything and just made a bunch of tokens kind of outvalued me i couldn't do anything to stop it i didn't have an excellence binding or didn't have any way to interact with his stuff so he just kind of took over from there and then game three uh, we were pre- getting pretty close to time, so I was a little rushed, but I had, I just made a bad judgment and kept a bad hand, and kind of cost me the game at that point. I kept like a two lander with like four drops in my hand, which I didn't hit my third land drop. Uh, I missed my third land drop, and then I finally got to four like as he was killing me. So just wasn't a great night to be playing Blue White and Bomb. I'm sure I'll try it again next week, but... For now, it wasn't great. Uh, but I did want to point out, as like the cool deck that I saw is is Marty Vehicles, because Marty Vehicles, where the hell did you... Where where have you been? It's been around. Still where around. have you been? We've been seeing it around here. There's some diehard uh, vehiclers in these parts that never stop playing the deck. and Diehard pilots. Yeah, it's definitely back now. Yeah. Uh, John, what about you? What did, did you see any cool decks? I saw a really sweet deck that Jim Davis was playing at the uh, SCG team open this weekend. It's like a Bant approach deck, and it's doing all these cool things of lands, and it's just awesome. Just like dumping all these cool, weird cards that don't see how to play onto the board, and it's got a couple new things too that were nifty. Um, so the deck is just like uh, using the green splash now, since black isn't you know is necessary. You don't really have to 
necessarily splash for like fatal push anymore he's using the green for some ramp he's playing uh the, the spring half mostly of spring to mind so that he can uh, basically pay three get a tapped basic and he's playing hour of promise which you know lets you get two lands from your deck and put them on the battlefield tapped and then if you have three or more deserts you get uh two 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 black zombies which is actually relevant for this deck it actually plays a number of deserts and it's playing um, a number of cards that care about um, the Ascend mechanic. So, um, get that I, city's blessing. I thought that was really cool that he gets to get the city's blessing, basically. Um, and he's playing uh, Arch of Arazka, um, which basically lets you pay five and tap to draw a card if you have city's blessing. And, oh, the land, yeah. Yeah, just like that's pretty sweet. And then he was playing, uh, where'd it go here? He was playing the uh, Maze of Ith flip land mm -hmm. in his deck. And he had, it's interesting, I'm not seeing it on the deck list they have online, but I definitely saw it on coverage. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder if they have an uh, incorrect deck list. Um. Yeah, he was definitely uh, playing with the uh, Maze of Ithland on coverage. And um, so anyways, um, Approach obviously cares a lot about your mana and um, getting to ramp up to that, you know, seven mana a lot quicker is really powerful. Uh, the deck doesn't have any main deck creatures. <clears throat> it's just all on board the uh, value into Approach win plan. And he's got all sorts of nifty ways to kind of get there a little bit faster than most decks do which i liked a lot and then after board he's got some carnage tyrants which i thought big was really sweet dinos yeah play some big nasty dinos like me a big dino yeah your opponent's playing control and you don't think you're going to be able to resolve uh, an approach well uh no problemo your uh zero creature main deck deck now has uh two big dinos to uh close things out <laughs> and i'm sure he caught a lot of people off guard with that one over the course of yeah. the weekends how many people so, left in uh, fumigates against him you think pr probably none <laughs> at least not for game two <laughs> maybe game three but uh yeah so i thought that was super sweet that was my uh, cool deck of the week yeah the deck sounds pretty sweet i'd be interested to to see how that performs um over a span of time um yeah hopefully it actually gets some more work he only his team got 135th so uh he did get a deck tech though, so get a little bit of a little bit of attention. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess speaking of uh, the standard train that we we were talking about, apparently, um, let's talk about the top three decks on MTG Goldfish right now that are that are the you know after like a week's worth of data, we have like a meta of some sort, um, and it looks like we have three shards emerging are they shards right shards three shards emerging yeah i mean marty's not a shard it's a wedge it's a right wedge. we have we have a pair of shards and a wedge coming up <laughs> two shards uh with a wedge in between uh, i don't know i don't know some some funny with that um, moral of the story is black is really popular and standard right now so we have uh grixis energy at number one we have mardu vehicles at number two and we have esper gift at number three um i think that each one of these decks is running black for a different reason 
is kind of cool. There's not like one card specifically that everybody's trying to jam, which is kind of a relief. Uh, no, actually, no, they're not. They all have Fatal Push. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. do they? Oh, uh, they do. All right. It's because like. that card is good. Right. <laughs> it's aight. It's aight. It's aight. It's fine. It's aight. <laughs> so Fatal Push. Besides Fatal Push. <laughs> yeah, none I of, guess... None of them are maxed out, so... Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll go with that one. But I guess, yeah, I guess none of these decks really need four Fatal Push. Not main deck, Per se, no. So let's talk about this first one. Grixis Energy, which is pretty... I'm not going to say I called it, but I called it. Not that it was a hard hard shot to call, but Grixis Energy was really well positioned. Well, maybe not really well, but it was it was decently well positioned before the rotation and after rotation. Um, I feel like it was really uh, well positioned to kind of prey on a emerging and unprepared format, and we are definitely seeing that in the results. Um, it had a decent showing at the uh, SCG team constructed event putting uh, one copy into 7th and uh, another into 14th which is not terrible considering how wide of a field it was and it's been putting up some pretty good results uh, on Magic Gathering Online the last few days I guess I'd say that uh, the name Grixis Energy is a little bit loose in comparison to like the team energy name because the only cards that actually utilize energy in this deck are Harness Lightning and Aether Hub hey hey uh but, some, uh, I some mean, versions you know, are playing Glint Sleeve Siphoner, which is an excellent magical card. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's it's not it's not all in on the energy mechanic like uh, like the team no. decks were. No, not at all. Uh, I think I think that um, really I think that the, uh, the card that makes Grixis Energy like a viable deck is Scarab God. There's a decent number of uh, Whirler Virtuosos floating around too, which is also an excellent card. I mean, the yeah. Scarab God is a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good magical card. You know, it's yeah. uh, showing Grix- its, it's reared its ugly head uh, a couple times. And Grixis Energy uh, is the Grixis Energy is the uh, the gen of the format right now. I feel like it's got just the raw raw uh, card quality going on. It's playing Torrential Gear Hulk, Scarab God, Glorybringer. Clint Sleeve Siphoner, Chupacabra, uh, and it's got Chandra, Fatal Push. I mean, these are just all really solid cards. Braska's yeah. Contempt, also very solid. It has really, really good cards. Yeah, just a pile of good cards. <laughs> it's got great mana, too, with the um, Chuck Lands. It's got uh, two different Chuck Lands it can play, plus a Fast Land. Um, just like a really solid mid-range deck. Um, moving on, I guess, to where we're, our second deck, which is Mardu Vehicles, the deck that I haven't seen since Team or Energy started being a deck, personally. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I've always, I've always kind of liked this deck, and I've, I've liked the, the power behind it, um, mostly because, I don't know, like I said before, it's just one threat after another after another after another i mean playing a playing a bowback carrier on turn one is you know is powerful in its own right but then following that up with like a toolcraft exemplar or even i mean in the other order so you play the toolcraft exemplar and then you play the bowback carrier the next turn then you just have you know four power coming at you on turn two which is so strong in this format i mean chris i want to point out that this deck has a large number of artifacts and creatures that care about artifacts 
and cards in general that care about artifacts. So I think we should take uh, Steven's exuberance of a grain of salt. <laughs> Standard affinity. This <laughs> might be. I mean, I mean, I didn't say it. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got uh, six artifacts, uh, four unlicensed disintegrations. Uh, then we got some uh, more artifacts uh, in the, in the creature area with our uh, our scrap heat scrounders and bowmat couriers. Hey, don't forget about those tokens that yeah, PNLR P- makes. Yeah, we got this toolcraft exemplar over here. There are a lot of cards in this deck with the word artifact on them. Yeah. <laughs> what I think is pretty cool about the deck is that it's it's kind of been around for a very long time, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of. I guess kind of speaks to the power of, you know, uh, Kaladesh in the sense yeah. that it's basically all Kaladesh cards, right? Yep. Except for, like, you know, this Hazaret or whatever. It runs Ambit Eternal, Hazaret. Um, well, um, lightning, lightning Strike? strike. <laughs> lightning Strike, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this deck is, I guess, like... This, this deck looks really similar to what I was playing against during the PPDQ season last year <laughs> yeah like a, a full calendar year ago i was playing against very similar looking decks to this so uh the deck is, yeah, it's, it's good it's, it's been core. good uh and with you know the premier aggro deck of ramnet red getting taken down a peg then maybe it's time to fill the the aggro void yet again i was gonna say the cards in this deck just look on their face a lot better than the cards in ramnet red uh yeah. at least the ones that don't overlap uh, I was you know doing a lot of playtesting for Ramnet Red uh, for Mike for the uh, team GP and Ramnet Red's cards feel like awful, and the cards in Marty Vehicles feel very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think it's a um, a deck that has more raw power packed into its individual cards, but maybe mm-hmm. not as much just raw aggression. But I think in exchange for that, it gets a lot of. Um, a lot of ability to kind of take some punches and come back in a longer game with you know like, the ability to get some card scrap heap scoundrel really helps yeah. this deck like yeah. grind through so Veteran like if, you know, have a heart of cure just sitting around and you can you know end of the, your, your opponent's turn you return your scrap heap scoundrel to crew it on your turn and fly in for four like yeah it's pretty good the deck is a lot more resilient than it might seem to be I mean, just, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's just one of those decks that just has like an amazing synergy. It, it was kind of like Team or Energy, but you know it, it's it's a weaker version of that. Obviously, not even close to the same cards or anything. But I mean, it, it's just so synergistic, just like Teamer was. That you know, I anybody paying attention probably should have seen this coming. Hey, don't you play standard, Stephen? How did you not see this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just not popular in your area? Or no, yeah. It? Like I said, I haven't seen it since Team Energy started being like a solid deck to play. Yeah, I felt like we kept seeing it every time we were like paying attention to standard locally. It was like, oh. Yeah, we would like sit there and prepare, like, how do we beat red? How do we beat red? And sit down and playing its vehicles. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean you things have things that fly? Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't part of my plan. What are you doing? Like, I board wiped you, and what do you mean you're, like, getting creatures back from your graveyard? Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to Esper Gift. Um, I think there's probably... 
I'd say this is probably my favorite one out of the three. No, let's not let's not kid ourselves. I, I like the Affinity deck. Let's. Oh, it's my yeah, second favorite. It's like, <laughs> like, why aren't you playing that deck? It seems right up your alley. You gonna you gonna put your uh, Esper gift deck on Facebook uh, Marketplace tomorrow, or just swap it out for some Marty vehicles? Uh, yeah, I should. That's. I mean, I mean, no, not really, because I, I highly discourage that because those cards are all leaving in a, like a few months. Like this, this will not be a deck in a few months. But it'll be sweet in the meantime. <laughs> Robots. So true. So true. Robots. Uh, but I would like to mention that this this is kind of like the runner-up affinity deck. You know, walking ballista, gate of the gate to the afterlife, Godfarah's gift. Kind of. That's about it. Oh, it has angel invention. Makes. Oh man. Makes tokens. Yeah. Has artifacts, right? I think we're nonplussed by this. <laughs> Anyways, deck, uh, this deck revolves around uh, Godfrey's Gift. If you don't know, it reads... It's a seven-mana artifact. It reads, at the beginning of your combat, uh, you may exile a creature from a graveyard or from your graveyard. If you do, that becomes a 4-4 zombie and it gain taste until the end of turn. Oh, could you imagine if this worked like the Scarab God? Either yard? Blah. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, you know, you try to get you fill your graveyard up with cool things using Minister of Inquiries or Chart of Court, Chart of Course, Champion of Wits, or Champion of Wits. Um, you have Walking Ballistas as early removal, I guess. Kind of like a late game threat. You can target it with Godfrey's Gift, and it'll be a four four uh, when it comes back into the battlefield with its abilities. So you could always just do that and keep it's putting like, counters on it. It's also like early interaction that easily turns into a body in the yard for your exactly. gate to the afterlife. Yeah. You run a Minister of Inquiries. You get two energy, pay one energy to to mill the top three of a person's a library. Too. Yeah. Uh, and then Self Rebooter. Good. Good card. So we've seen. In modern <laughs> at least. It's okay. It's fine. It's uh, fine. That sums it up well. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Uh, Champion Wits, draw two di- or draw cards equal to the power. Discard two cards. So, and it is, has eternalized for seven. Is this like the secret sauce to this deck? I feel like this is the glue that makes this deck actually like viable. I mean, that's it's the glue that makes my version viable. Honestly, drawing two cards and discarding two cards and putting a body in your graveyard after you chump is just really good. I mean, like, I don't know if it's so secret, but. Yeah, I think it's definitely like the the main engine card. I just feel um, like Minister of Inquiries is is such a garbage card. Like, and I was spoiled for choice coming from modern. You know, playing a lot of decks that try to dump a lot of cards in the yard. And you used to like Thought Scour. Like, yeah, and this deck's <laughs> this deck's discard outlets feel so anemic. Like, Minister of Inquiries, you have to untap with it and then tap it and pay it energy to milk yeah. but I mean like if, you have to think, if your you have opponent to think removes it. this card like how upset are you really yeah like then you just get to resolve champion wits and hot taker and chupacabra and just like go to town it's just so slow but I guess you have to have something to do there I would like to the point game. out that I I think this is the the first deck we've seen that plays uh, flame tongue kavu's estranged cousin the chupacabra chupacabra no man it's seen playing Grixis. no it did not in the list we just went over 
The the list that's uh, on the top of Goldfish right now is actually more of a control list than like the mid range decks. Of oh the sure, order. sure, sure. The the more mid range ones have a lot more creatures. That list just had a couple. Oh, that's more. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The if you look at the um, the eleventh placed list from the SCG uh, standard classic, that's a lot more like what a lot of people are playing. Yeah, even and, if you just scroll down a little bit to the card breakdown, it even shows you like Scarab Gods, Gontis, Glorybringers, Chupacabras, Hasha Takers. So yeah, 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 that deck plays usually plays a few more creatures. Yeah, it's usually got like two to three, well, one to three. I guess I should say Chupacabras in it. So um, I still feel weird saying Chupacabra. Chupacabra. I feel like I've fallen back into like the year what was it like two thousand or something when we were watching Red versus Blue or something. Do you remember that? <laughs> that, like, that Halo machinima that was like the first big machinima. Yeah, like. Uh, Do you have yeah. any other names oh, for God. it? What that, about that Chupa thingy? That's that's what I think of every time I see the card. Like, uh, I can't get past it. It's awful. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. So uh, I don't know. This deck seems fine. It seems like. Seems like you're doing like kind of nothing in the early game, and then out of nowhere you just resolve this gate to the afterlife and, my, and my you problem, crack it. My problem with the, the gift decks is it feels like Plan B is so bad. I mean, yeah, you just cast your Angel of Invention, like hard cast it. Like, what are you gonna it's do? Not, it's not that bad. It's not awful, right? It's but not it's awful. But like, I don't know. Like, if if you're playing against, like, say the Drake Haven deck or whatever, right? And like, oh, I'm gonna like put my gift into play. Like, okay, then your main phase cast it out. And you're like, oh, I guess I'll hard cast my angel. Like, that's cool. I'll make like three Drakes. Yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah. Like, oh, I've, I, like, I don't know. Dead. Dead. Seems like a really bad matchup. Just that whenever I like watch streams or whatever of uh, opponents playing against Esper Gift, I feel like Esper Gift never wins. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I watched Saffron Olive beat Esper Gift with the the Burfolk deck. <laughs> Maybe the Burfolk are just really good. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the game he lost, he kept a five lander and drew like six consecutive lands. Man, but that was the only game that he lost <sighs> against Esper Gift. I would like to point out the hot spice in this deck is uh, is in the sideboard as a one of Cataclysmic Gear Hulk. Oh, that card is the truth. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Every time, ah, uh, the I even unfortunately that you have card. to choose if you if you uh, want to keep your Cataclysmic Gear Hulk. You are uh, usually not... you get to keep your your Gear Hulk and name that as your artifact, but generally in this case you uh, you'd rather keep your gift. Yeah. So all the other duders will go away, but you know it's probably yeah. fine. Probably. Fine. Yeah, you're probably just gonna win after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ivan uh, locally likes to Eldritch Evolution into this in Modern. Hey, which, oh, that sounds great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turn your kitchen sink into a cataclysmic gear hulk. What? <laughs> Feels pretty bad. <laughs> you just have a back half of a kitchen finks and a gear hulk in play, and you're like, okay. Show me what you got. Well, it's really gross. <laughs> it's when, uh, he's like, Cataclysmic Gear Hulk, yeah. I'm going to choose this. My Gear Hulk as my artifact, and my creature will be this Eldrazi Displacer. Uh, good luck having anything ever again. Bye. You get to have exactly one thing. Bye. Hope it's good. You're dead. Uh, 
And it's um, kind of vigilant, so it just reaches out and just slaps whatever you play the next <laughs> turn. Like, either taking four to the face or your planeswalker is getting browned. You might as well just pick the card up and slap your opponent with it when you attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing's brutal. <laughs> yeah, there's times where it's like, okay, so we nuked my field, whatever. He's a really low life. He's going to attack with his gear hook. He's like, attack with your hook? Yeah, sure, take it. I'll just kill you on the crackback. And you realize that it's not tapped. <laughs> like, hmm. Made a critical mistake. Error, so my 4-4 four, four won't be getting in then. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's big, too. Like, 4-5 can tango with a lot of Tarmogoyfs. Tangles with Tassigur, too. And if all else fails, you, if you're, if their one creature is bigger than your gear hook, you just displace her their creature. Oh. And then it's tapped. <laughs> oh, the oh. value. Yeah. Anyways, that, yeah. Combo basically, <laughs> anyway. that, that, that like, combo turns all of your removal for Geralt into Twiddle, basically. Yep. <laughs> Rip. Like, uh, we'll just tap it down instead. Uh, so before we move over into our slot of the week, uh, just a reminder to check out our YouTube channel. We got uh, content coming out at a regular pace over there. Um, by the time you're listening to this, Vintage Cube videos 2 and 3 will be available. And we've got some upcoming League videos coming down the pipe very soon with uh, Steven here playing a Animar competitive EDH League. And I, I will be doing some Grixis Delver as well as uh, maybe a Vile Smasher the Fierce Legacy League if I'm feeling a little frisky. So stay tuned for all that. It is coming. Keep your eyes tuned on the YouTube channel. Subscribe even if you uh, don't want to keep those eyes peeled right on the channel. And um, we're going to move right into our Salt of the Week. Steven, what's your uh, what's your card that you're super hyped for? Uh, I am super hyped to play Karametra, God of the Harvest, in my 100. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Uh, so I, I, unlike I don't know. the card. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'll be get out of here. I don't know if I'll be playing <laughs> FNM this week, um, but I do know that I'm working on a new EDH deck. This is going to be a an, an enchantress deck, and I'm basing it. I'm basing it off of uh, Melissa Del Torres enchantress deck, so it's it's probably going to be some somewhat near the same thing. I'm going to not have the super 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 expensive cards in there, although there's not many. Now that I think about it, there's like Sarah's uh, Sanctum. Yeah, that's, and a, then, that's a good one. I hear. I, I hear that's a I really good card. I hear Strong. it's kind of. I, I hear that's kind of needed for the deck. Yeah, uh, but a lot of the enchantments are pretty cheap. The enchantresses are fairly cheap. Um, it's just about getting the pieces slowly instead of like buying everything all at once. Um, I think I have all the fetch lands, and I think uh, the only thing, the only things I'll really be. Uh, hurting for are are um, are things that make the deck pretty, which I don't really need. I just need the cards to play the deck. Um, do you uh, do you shop for EDH staples the same way you play Affinity? You just turn one, drop all your bills onto the table. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to. I, I've gotten better at at, uh, at you know playing the the mid range game. <laughs> Oh, anyways, since I'm really bad at jokes, let's move on to you, John. What are you playing? Uh, I'm hoping my stockpiles will my stockpiles will uh, not be so hidden this week. 
I'd like them to be right where I know they are in my deck. In fact, um, I'm thinking that not losing life and having some scrying is going to be much more effective in my go late control deck that's trying to grind out value of planeswalkers. So uh, excited about that one. I think I can actually do better than a, a 2-2 finish. Felt like it was going to be a 3-1 finish up till the end, but I think this week I can go 4-0 with the proper cards. So check back next week and we'll see how that actually shaped up. <laughs> if I don't say anything about it, assume I got crushed. <laughs> how, about, uh, <laughs> how about you, Chris? <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your song of the week since you uh, are hoping to play more than one game of Magic? Well... Uh, my thought of the week is going to be Glittering Wish. Oh boy. Because it's going to be uh, quite a wish of mine to actually get out of work in time to go play. <laughs> Jeez. Although, if I do end up going and playing Glittering Wish, because I did pick up my fourth carry added finally. Ah, after speaking of glittering. After all of this time. Yeah, speaking of glittering, it's foil. <laughs> Only one I could find. Um, but if I end up playing Jeskai uh, Ascendancy, then. It will not be me who won't be playing Magic on Friday night, but my opponent. <laughs> I just want to say this deck has been... has You've probably talked about this deck the most since you've been on the show, but you haven't really like talked about it. You've just said, I'm going to play this deck like every other week. No one has Karyatids. <laughs> Nobody. Like, I, I kept... So the first time I was going to play, like, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this deck, you know, I, I'm going to borrow the cards for it, and then, sorry, we don't have the cards, like... Okay, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the only like Sylvan Caryatids in the entire like Greater Sacramento area are the ones that I sold to a shop back in Theros Block, and that's just the only like three copies anyone in Sacramento has. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So then I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna buy the Caryatids. Like they're not that expensive, no big deal. And then I just couldn't find any. Like, I bought the three from Great Escape, and then no one else had one. I asked, like, people that I knew, hey, can I borrow one? Like, oh, I don't have any, oh, I don't have any, oh, I don't have any. You know TCG and, player is a thing, right? It's, like, less than $2. <laughs> like, it doesn't reach the minimum. And I was like, I don't want to spend two plus dollars on this stupid car. And I was like, oh, like, surely, surely I can find this card before Friday. And if I order on TCG, it won't be here by Friday. So, ah, screw it. Like, I'll just ask around. But nobody R had repeat it. Repeat ad nauseum. <laughs> tilt, 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 tilt. Like, I went to the GP. And I went up to booths. Do you have carry They're like, no, we didn't bring it. I'm like, ah! <laughs> well, didn't, didn't, like, one booth have one? But it was, one like, foil overpriced. No, no, no. And they didn't take card. They only so, took cash. One booth had it. One booth had a carry added for non-foil for $3, but they didn't take card, and I had $2 of cash in my wallet. Get and John didn't wrecked. have a dollar either because he spent. He gave his last dollar away to some guy, the first person who could give him a cryptic serpent. So I, I have been seeking this carry added for... For longer than I've been, like, after any other card. <laughs> like, actively searching. We can't, searching. Up, we, can't like, we can't make this up. He's been waiting for this carry out at almost as long as I waited for my Tarmogoyfs to come back from getting oh signed. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but I, I have it now. All is well. You're gonna lose it. <laughs> it's gonna get, like, <laughs> it's gonna get lost. <laughs> Forgets it at home. No, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, because I still need to borrow some cards from, like, John and Mike. I'm going to bring it, and then either John or Mario are going to forget the cards, and I still won't be able to play the deck. 
and I'll just be like hear tilted. about it again. I'll just be like tilted to the moon, and I'll just like I don't tilt, know, tilt, go tilt. home or something. And then John will be sad because I forgot to give him the stockpiles first. Please, Sad don't. Panda. <laughs> Oh, I need God. this. I need this if I want to play magic. There's another oh, glittering wish deck I, I wanted to try as well, but I, I think I think we just we just I just have to get this week of ascendancy out of my system. The caryatid has been too long coming. <laughs> You're gonna go like oh four. <laughs> it it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Played caryatid. Oh my God. <sighs> I mean I I think the deck's kind of a a flaming pile, but I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's an oh four deck. No, probably uh, not. Anyway, wanna, Steven, want to conclude this uh, before I, I just ramble on forever? <laughs> Thank you for checking us out to the very end. Uh, if you're wondering where you can check out more of our content, head over to mtgconflicts.com. Uh, if you want to find more videos, we do a lot of stuff on YouTube lately. You can go over there and ch uh, type in MTG Conflicts, one word, into the search bar, and we will be the search result that comes up. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook under the same name. So if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to DM us at one of those uh, on one of those platforms. Or you can and, tweet at us. <clears throat> or tweet at us. Hashtag MTG Conflicts. Or mention us in a Facebook comment. You know, anything, anything you want. A any feedback at this the point. The choice we is yours. David we Ochoa would... posts a picture of his lunch like he does every day. Just call us out. We <laughs> would love, love, love to hear from you guys and see what you guys think about the show and uh, any content that you guys would like to see from us. Uh, we just really would like any kind of feedback from you guys. Uh, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later.